This is the Jewish Prayer Podcast. I'm Scott Kahn. We're now going to study Kinan number 27, Adbimlot Sefek. This story, written by Rabbi Lazar HaKalir, tells of Yirmiyahu HaNavi's encounter with a beautiful woman now looking disgusting. The prophet is astonished and demands that she tells him whether she's a human being, an angel, or a demon. In her strange appearance, he cannot quite tell what she really is. She is evidently ugly, but there is within her the hint of transcendent beauty. The combination shocks him, and he does not understand the strange combination. This woman answers him with a riddle. Hain lo sheirani, velo golem pachat. I am not a demon, and not material of little value. Yidua haiti, v'shuva vanachat. I once knew quietness and stillness. Vehain v'shaloshani, v'lishivim v'echad, v'shneimasar v'shishim v'echad. Behold, I am part of the three, the seventy-one, the twelve, the sixty, and one. What is the meaning of this strange formulation? The very next stanza explains. Zahayachad, Avraham haya, the one is Abraham. Uven hashlosha, avot shlishia, the three means the three ancestors. Chok shneimasar, hein hein shifteka, the twelve mean the twelve tribes of Israel. V'shishim ribo, v'shishim echad sanhedraya, and the sixty myriads, the number of Jews who left Egypt, and the seventy-one members of the Sanhedrin. So who is this woman? In fact, she is the embodiment of Knesset Israel, the metaphysical entity which represents the eternal nation of Israel. Not just one of us, not even all Jews now living, but all Jews past, present, and future. She is fundamentally beautiful, beyond earthly beauty but her current state of sin and exile have caused her to look ugly. Yirmiyahu then begs her to repent so that her natural beauty can again become manifest. The woman then complains that it is no use. How can she repent when Jewish blood is flowing, her children given to the enemy, the temple in ruins, and the land of Israel plundered? Instead, she begs Yirmiyahu to pray on her behalf, and he does this. Hashem answers his prayer by insisting that he go to the Kivrei Avot to summon our ancestors, along with Moshe and Aharon, in order to pray on behalf of Knesset Israel. What a strange ending to this kina! Why does the story simply end without any resolution, positive or negative? Why don't we find out what happens when the patriarchs, Moshe and Aharon, pray for her? The answer is in the nature of the woman herself. She is not the people of Israel, but as I said, Knesset Israel a mystical entity which is timeless. All of us are part of Knesset Israel, but we are not equivalent to Knesset Israel. Knesset Israel transcends every individual Jew and every individual Jewish community. It represents the collective neshama, the collective soul of the people, that exists over and beyond time. Part of our responsibility as members of Knesset Israel is to join hands with the community of Israel across all spatial boundaries, No matter where someone is, we have a special responsibility to bring him into our lives if he is part of Knesset Israel. On a deeper level, however, we have to transcend not only space but also time. By having a true sense of historical consciousness, we create a community not only out of the Jewish people now living, but even among those who have already died and those who have not yet been born. This is most obviously reflected in the experience of Limuda Torah, learning Torah. The words of Tanakh are not relics from the past but the current expression of a living reality. We speak of Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Shmael, Abayi Rava, the Rambam, the Ramban, the Vilna Gaon, and the Balhatanya as people who have something to tell us today. 
people who continue in a real way to teach us directly. As Chazal say, when a person quotes the Torah of someone no longer alive, that person's lips move in the grave. A genuine understanding of Knesset Yisrael means that the past is not history. The past is alive today. The woman believed that her situation was hopeless. She was covered in filth, and her glories were gone and buried. But a deeper appreciation of the concept of Knesset Yisrael means that the glories of the past are never gone. They continue to exist. If we look at Knesset Yisrael in the more limited way, just as a collection of Jews now living, indeed, things are dire and apparently hopeless. The deeper understanding which allows us to understand that Knesset Israel transcends time and the glorious past remains not a memory, but a living and present reality, means that hope is not lost. It still exists under that filth. In that way, God's answer to Yirmiyahu to ask the patriarchs to pray is not leaving us in the lurch, is not leaving us in suspense, but is the answer itself. By recognizing that the past is present, that the Avot are still part of our community, that they are part of our minyan and daven with the rest of the community. We also recognize that the present degradation is not definitional, but temporary. By Hashem allowing the Avot and Imahot to pray alongside Yirmiyahu, God is showing us that the past is still with us. If the past is still here, then the present tragedy is only part of who we are. If the past is still with us, the future is with us too. As long as the past is part of our community, its glories exist in the present too. And if the past glories exist in the present, the future glories also are attainable. And that means there's never a reason to give up hope. Thank you for joining me on the Jewish Prayer Podcast.